welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Hello, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters listeners and friends. We're delighted you've checked in with us again today. We have this guest. This gentleman helped us last week. He's not in District 71. He's in District 91. But these are the best neighbours that anyone could ever wish to meet. And this gentleman's name is Christian Collinson. And Christian, you're very welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers. Oh, thank you for having me on today, Ted. I'm very excited to be here. We are very excited and delighted that you can come along to us today because I know that you're a busy man. So, Christian, what's the name of your club? I, I'm actually in two clubs. So I'm in a, both of the Portsmouth clubs, the first one being called Spinnaker Speakers and the second one is called Shilling Speakers. Interesting. Spinnakers and Shillings. Oh, yes. Yeah. So the spinnaker one, does that mean Portsmouth is, for those of us who wouldn't know our geography, does that mean it's uh, it, it's near the sea or near a river or what? Oh, it's very much near the sea. It's a uh, naval base. Oh, that's interesting. So you have lots of people from um, the Navy hanging around there and stuff, is that true? <laughs> yes, they do like to hang around. And how long have you been in Toastmasters, Christian? Um, I'll have to think about that one. I think it's about three years, almost to the day, I think. Isn't it all very good? So you're only a baby Toastmaster. I know. I'm very fresh-faced. Well done. You're only a baby Toastmaster, yeah? (laughs) Excellent. And what kind of roles have you played in the club in so far as committee commitments? Yes, so far I have been, let's see, I've been secretary for one club. Um, Sergeant Tom's for another, and I'm currently also doing oh mentoring as well. Oh, uh, well done. being in charge of mentoring. Can't yeah. remember what the role's called, but that yeah, role. Yeah, well done, well done. And we do know that you're you're well into technology. So do, do you take on the Zoom master's role? Yes, at Shilling Speakers, I uh, I'm the dedicated. Zoom master there and occasionally help out with uh, the Zoom mastering at Shilling as well. Not oh, Shilling. Well done. Well done. Can it, is this something that you work at or is it just a hobby and a passion that you have? A little bit of both. Okay. Well, that's nice that you can mix both. That's excellent because, you know, if you enjoy what you do, which you obviously do, you never have to work. Exactly. Exactly. You know? It's what I tell my friends a lot as well. Whenever I meet them, they they always say, how come you get to do a job that you actually enjoy? I'm like, how can you not? That's a fantastic attitude to have. That's what my dad used to say to me. Well, he said to all our family when we were younger, because I was the eldest. But he, I remember him saying to me when I was about 10 years of age, even if you get a job sweeping the floor, make sure you enjoy it. Because once you enjoy it, you'll never feel that is work. And mm-hmm. it was good advice. Just to get onto one of our five questions... What brought you to Toastmasters? Kind of a long story. So uh, at my work, we have a mentoring program. So it's, a, it's an international company. They're based in America. Um, and they they also work with uh, with the Navy. So that's why, yeah. Uh, that's how I got into working for them. So um, I went to this mentoring and I said, look, I'm, I'm a software engineer and I'm, I'm a lot better at talking to computers than I am talking to people. 
I I want to be able to give presentations. I want to be able to speak up in meetings. I want to be able to interact with the humans as well. And my mentor out in America, he said, well, I happen to be at one of the first clubs opened for Toastmasters in the hometown of Toastmasters. This, this is something that can give you the confidence and the ability to be able to speak with people and speak in front of people. You have to go and do that. And so um, it was a year-long mentorship. We met up once in uh, at the beginning of uh, one year, and then a year later, about two years ago, flew back to America. And so I set my, my goal for the one year between then was immediately, as soon as I got home, signed up for a uh, Toastmasters club. And then a year later, I booked in for when I returned to speak in front of, um, I think it was 900 of my colleagues. What? I know. And 300 of them are um, the top, top, top knobs of the company. Fantastic. And so, uh, yes. Jeez, that was a lo- lovely introduction to Toastmasters. All right. And, you know, you, you, you did exactly what your mentor asked you to do. That, that's, a, that's a lovely thing to be able to say. Yes. Well, yes. That was lovely. Yeah. And what has been your, the greatest benefit to you? Um, the greatest benefit has been, oh, that's always a hard one. I'd, I'd expected it to be mostly just with my work. That was because that was my original focus, and while it's it has really helped me, I've um, I think within the first few months, my uh, boss at work said, "You're doing excellently, so well. We're bringing your promotion forward." Mm. And then a um, year or so later, um, he said, "You're still doing great," and uh, I gained leadership of a couple of teams, and and that that all went really well. But the thing that's been best is. Uh, I've been able to communicate with people and meet people from everywhere. But uh, most of all, it's, I think, the sense of achievement of overcoming both the fear of talking to people and actually managing to be heard. That's fantastic. I think that's it. That's one of the ones we rarely hear. And it's so important to know that you've been heard because... When we have a fear of speaking, and most of us have it, as we know it statistically, when you have a fear of speaking, that's what you're afraid of, that people just won't listen to you. You'll never get the opportunity to say something because we all have something to contribute. That's fantastic. We what do. has been your biggest Toastmasters challenge today? Oh, it's uh, my biggest challenge. I think it's going to be one that uh, both of my VP ads are going to be wagging their fingers at me for. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, uh, the, the biggest challenge, again, the biggest challenge I expected was not the biggest challenge I actually had. I, I really like to prepare for everything, make sure everything's going to go well. So I was expecting my biggest challenge to be the impromptu speaking and the evaluations. So, um, that's what I put my energy into. Instead, what ended up happening was, uh, was that I've managed to excel in those bits and instead um, the the prepared speeches I really struggle with. I really struggle with them. Interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you'd regard the, the speeches so and the preparation of them mm-hmm. your biggest challenge. That's an interesting yeah. one or two, yeah. And if you could, what would you change about Toastmasters, if anything? Oh, I know I've been thinking about that one all day. I... 
think mm-hmm. of all the things I think uh, I'm not sure if I would change it, but it's something I could change would be um, the the meeting structure is often very rigid. And the thing that a lot of people don't realize is it isn't actually that rigid. Mm-hmm. So when, uh, when it comes to um, organizing a meeting, I, I do have to explain to my toast, uh, my toastmaster of the evening that it doesn't have to follow the strict program we've always followed. You can use your imagination. You can have something different. So that's the, that's the change I would like is for people to, uh, when they are toastmaster of the evening, to really make it their own show. Well, that's interesting. Now, you must have been advising the people who were in your own district, so who were running that special Irish night on the 10th of March. Oh, yes. Because yes. There was no, we didn't know what time we were going to finish. We were just told we, we'll come to a natural finish. That's fantastic. <laughs> that was brilliant. It was. Oh, so much fun. I loved it. Fun, yeah. Yeah, and that, and you're right. Actually, if you're following an agenda, you you expect everything to fall into position. But when when you change the agenda and take something out, it makes it very novel, and it it makes it more exciting that you're going to be presented with something that you're not expecting. I I love I love that kind of stuff. And what keeps you keep what keeps you coming back to Toastmasters, Christian? What keeps me coming back? I I think uh, apart from just the camaraderie of all these people I've uh, I've grown to love and listen to I think uh, I think it's because every time I come I'm always learning something whether it's from the speeches themselves where somebody brings in something new or it's when I'm doing evaluations and I'm listening and understanding a new way of thinking it's just every time it's something new it's it's wonderful and thank you very much for bringing in what bringing in there what me Angelou did say that I've learned that I still have a lot to learn. Oh yes, Christian, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on as our guest on the talk show for talkers. And I would like to remind our listeners that you're still going to be here with us tomorrow, and you're going to be making contributions because Paul O'Mahony is going to be talking to us about something that's going to be very relevant, how to run a Toastmasters conference, how to plan for it, and I'm sure you'll be able to contribute to that. Come back tomorrow, listeners, and we'll be talking to Paul O'Mahony. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.